Your journey begins. Are you ready? You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy, featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Coach Jessica, here from Run Pain-Free, and thank you for listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy. Please make sure you're following us at runpainfree underscore academy or at runpainfree. Those are Instagram, obviously. And make sure you're signed up at runpainfreeacademy.com so you can get your starter kit and get things going and learning to run pain-free as quickly as today. So today is a big one, and I'm not going to take too long to get right to it. I'm just going to go for it. We're talking about sciatica today, the actual and literal pain in your butt. There is an abundance of bad and misuneducated information out there. And as always, we're here to set the record straight, give you information that's actually going to help you and make you better because health is wealth and not make a billion dollar industry even more rich. <laughs> so before we get going, I just wanted to make sure you guys understand that some of these podcasts are kind of complex or um, scientific. Everything we do here is scientific. So I really do my best to break it down as best I can. So if there's any questions or any misunderstandings, please feel free to reach out to us. Please comment, share, like, and do all those good things so that your questions are also seen and we can help other people. Because if you have a question, someone else has the exact same question. So everybody is helping everybody when it comes to the Run Pain-Free community. So Sciatica is an actual nerve. It's the sciatic nerve. It comes out of your sacrum and lumbar, which is your spine. The sacrum is the base, base, base end point of your spine. And the lumbar is from right around your bra strap area, women and men. I'm sure you know where I'm talking about when I say bra strap area. It's from that point all the way down to where the actual curve of the back is and then once the curve is completing that then starts the sacrum so there's nerves that are coming in and out of your spinal cord that's why the spine is so important and the sciatic nerve is the most common nerve that people feel however there is a ton of branched off nerves from that nerve so a lot of the times there's things you're feeling that actually isn't the literal sciatic nerve but it's in the same vicinity, same area, and so people feel it as the same thing or what have you. Now, what I wanna first say is there's no such thing as classic sciatica. What sciatic means is, or sciatica means, is that the nerve is being compressed by your SI joint, which is your sacrum joint, and it's pressing it, and it actually is sending the nerve pain down your leg. Um, however, Sciatic pain can show up in many different ways. It's not just going down your leg. So there's no such thing as classic sciatica. That is what's happening. Your sacrum is shifting and it's squishing your nerve. Now, have you heard of the word piriformis? If you haven't, let me explain it to you. Piriformis is a muscle in your glute. It's on either side of your sacrum joint. It's a long muscle. It comes out from the sacrum right in the center of your butt, right above the middle part of your butt, that bone, that's your sacrum. 
there is a muscle that it goes that comes out of it from the sides and long ways goes out. So it's a long muscle. That muscle is right above where the sciatic nerve lays. So when your sacrum joint is off, it presses on that muscle and that muscle presses down on the nerve and that sends pain down around and all over the place. Now, yours truly, as I constant I constantly use myself as an example because I have had a plethora of injuries. My sciatic nerve pain did not go down the back of my leg. My sciatic nerve pain was in my glute, wrapped around the front, went down the front of my leg and settled in my ankle where I would feel like I can't feel my ankle and I would feel like my ankle basically dislocated. Um, as I was walking, my ankle would drop. So what terms you've heard, it's something called foot drop or leg drop. I've had that. I'd be walking and just out of nowhere, my, my ankle or my foot would trip me in the streets here in Manhattan. Uh, the bumpy roads and uneven roads didn't help much, but those that would happen to me and that's because I didn't, I wasn't having a connectivity nerve wise from way up top, but that's because my root was I actually broke my hip and I broke my femur. So that, that's why I had a disconnection going on up top and so that created a whole bunch of dysfunction in my SI joint. So my SI joint dysfunction created the compression to my piriformis and then that sent the nerve pain everywhere. When I was working in PT, and had this problem because I, I got hit by the truck while I was when I was working for Equinox and for physical therapy. So the physical therapist that I was working for looked at me and said, I have no idea where your pain is coming from. I've mentioned that on other podcasts and in events and stuff. I've, I've mentioned that clip basically of my, my lifetime in correction often, but this is when it actually happened. It happened when I was having this pain wrap around the front of my hip and down my, the front of my leg and my ankle was dropping. That's when she looked at me and said, I have no idea what's going on with, with your pain. I don't know where your pain is coming from, quote unquote, was what she said to me. Um, and that was the last time I went to a doctor for, for help um, at, at that point because it was very discouraging. And I'm sure if you've been injured and you've been to doctors and through the mill, like most of us have been who are injured, they, it really gets discouraging when they just don't know what to do. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's just, they're not admitting they're not mobility specialists. And there is such a specialty. That's why I'm on here talking to you because I'm the specialist in it. So um, it was because that my sciatica wasn't basic textbook sciatica and textbook in real life really doesn't match. So I am the bridge between textbook and real life. And I've been that for myself for years. And that's why I'm able to help so many people from nutrition problems, digestive problems, um, hormonal problems to heart problems, kidney problems to injuries, like all of those things I've actually dealt with my entire life. And so when things you have aren't in a box, and they only study a box, they're not gonna know what to do with you. And so then, then if your sciatica doesn't show up the exact way that they know it to show up, which is down the backside, they're not gonna know what to do with you. Sciatica can also not give you pain going down your leg, and you can just get tingling in a few of your toes. That's sciatic nerve pain. But you would never be told that because it's not classic. You could just have pain in your ankle, or you could just feel a dislocation or a, or a disconnection in your ankle with no pain. That's also sciatic related. 
there's a bunch of nerves that come out and branch off and go bananas in that area. But the sciatic nerve is the thickest nerve. So it has a higher chance at being the one that's gonna be compressed by your sacrum joint. It's the highest nerve that's going to be lodged or impinged in the sacrum joint. And so that's really all that's happening. So most people, when they figure this out or get somewhat information about this, and they're like, oh, my sacrum is off, that must mean I need a chiropractor. Well, yes and no. Yes, they are the bone people, so they are gonna shift and move your bones. The problem is you have an actual functionality that's in dysfunction, and that's why the joints are getting out of alignment. So they can put your bone back or push it into a different position, if you will, but it's not gonna stay there, which is why you have to consistently go back. When you address the real reason why you have this, bone shifting, then you actually can develop and retrain the body to sit properly and in alignment. That's what we do, that's what I do as a biomechanics expert and what the team here at Run Pain Free does and promotes and helps and teaches is as a biomechanics expert, corrective and conditioning work happens to retrain your body so that you can see and understand that the, 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 the sacrum is shifting, but you have to coach it back to where it needs to be. And if you always understand, no matter what is going on with your body, the minute you feel something, your body is first communicating to you that it doesn't like something, and second, your body is doing its best to keep you going. It's compromising right now. And it's doing something that it shouldn't do, but it's doing it because you asked it to do something, some type of activity that you wanna do. And your body knows it can't do it, but it's gonna compromise and do it, so it's gonna do it in pain, basically. And so that's information for you. If you keep those two ideas as a baseline, you'll never freak out like you ever freaked out before you heard this podcast. That won't happen again because pain is always feedback. Does it suck? Sure. But when you look at pain as, you know what? Thank you. You know when you had a bad situation and you're like, if I didn't have that bad situation, this great outcome that I actually went through would have never happened had I not gone through that really terrible situation. You gotta look at pain the same way. Yeah, it sucks and it may sideline you for a second, but it's actually giving you feedback so that you can address it and be better because stronger after injury is not something that I just made up. That's actually real. I didn't start running until at the end of my correction. Yeah, I ran throughout my lifetime being an athlete with other sports, but I never ran long distance and I never ran anything substantial. So for me to start running long distance regularly, and I mean, I was running every day at that point, as a part, it was literally a part of my correction work. It was the tail end of my correction work that running solidified everything and that's what propelled me into running and, and having an affinity for it. That's where you understand how everything in your body is going to just give you information. That's, that's really what's going on here. So when we take sciatica and we teach the body to come off of it, then you're retraining your body in a way that, you know what, yeah, this is pain right now, but I'm actually gonna be stronger after this because I'm gonna understand things differently. Once, for me to start running at the end of my correction, I was literally hit by a truck as a pedestrian. Like, that. that's for real. And 
I say it, people laugh at me because I say it like nothing and I say it like it's normal and I've been saying it like that since it happened. I, I've been even told that I speak about it like it happened to someone else. And that's because I've never identified with it. Like I don't identify as an injured person. I don't succumb to pain. I don't succumb to a victim mentality. That's just not who I am. I do understand that that's natural to do that when you've gone through so much stuff. I do, but I just don't do that. And I've literally used every setback in my life to understand my body better and to just get better because there's nothing more that I wanted for myself than to feel better. And when you just want to feel better, there's nothing you're going to do to not do everything to feel better. You will do anything to feel better. And it's a mentality that I hope to impose upon you to get you out of that dark state. Like this is just reoccurring, it's just all the time. Because when we talk about sciatica, sciatica happens all the time. Like people who have sciatica have it all the time. You hear a lot about it, a lot of it with pregnant women. Um, the baby is sitting on one side of them uh, in, in, the, in the womb. They're like leaning on one side. And so what are they doing? They're, they're, sh they're putting more weight onto that part of the sacrum. And so that shifts the sacrum and the hip joints. And so now they tilt. And what, is, what did I just explain to you that happens? When the sacrum is tilting or the sacrum is shifted, it presses on the piriformis and that presses on the nerve and sends the nerve into bananas all over your lower body. That's literally all that's happening. So it, we can understand how that's all the time and that's super exhausting to like fight that pain all the time, especially when you don't know how to fix it. You don't know how to address it. And then if you're scared because of it, that just is 10 times worse because the fear in and of itself will make the pain feel 10 times worse than it actually is. And that's real too. So when we start to understand how this happens, then we can start to understand how to get rid of it for real. And it's not about forcing it to do something. And if you force somebody to do anything, they never learn why they're doing it. They never take it in. They never digest it. They never understand it. When they learn why they're doing it, it's a different story. It's a different outcome, right? The body's the same way. And you need to treat your body with that kind of attention and love. Honestly, you just really need to. And so many of us, and I am too, I'm super hard on myself. And we're all our worst critics. And, and you know, I, I just know that I am very, very hard on myself because I've gone through stuff like this. And I don't take this as like, we're not going to live like this. I'm not living like this. Are you kidding me? I can't what? Get the hell out of here. Like, we're not doing this today. And I have lived with stuff my entire life. I have fought internally against health stuff my entire life. So I don't take it lightly and I'm super tough on it. So when anything is reoccurring, it's super exhausting to fight that day in and day out. And then it constantly comes back and then you feel good one second and then, ah, oh, it's back again. It's just telling you you're not doing something right. Okay. So let's just go over it. How do we get it? Well, your sacrum is shifting. There's more weight on one side than the other of your hip joints. And that is shifting your sacrum off, pressing on a muscle that's pressing on your nerve, right? So now we understand that. Here we go using the example of a pregnant woman. When the baby shifts to one side, that's added weight to one side. Use that same principle with muscle mass. If you are running, you're using 2.2 pounds of pressure per step. 
So you're building muscle every time you step over a very long period of time. So you don't see it as quickly as a bicep curl or triceps and all the you know regular workouts, but you're still doing the same thing. It's just over a very long period of time. So what are you building over a period of time in dysfunction? Your quads. So now you have an overdeveloped quad. You call that quad dominant. So now you have mass on one leg more than the other leg. I don't care if it's a quarter of an inch. That is a lot in the fitness world, in the health world, in the biomechanics world. That's a lot. When you take a measuring tape and you measure the midpoint of your thigh on both sides, it's, it's, it's common for it to be off a little bit. But when we're talking about visibly being able to see a difference in mass from one leg to the other, it's a guaranteed hip injury. It's a guaranteed hip injury because the side that doesn't have that much mass on it is going to be moving a lot more. Why? Because it's lighter. It has less restriction because it's not as stable. So now it's hypermobile. And now that's your lead leg. So you lead with your run with that leg. That leg's cooking, 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 cooking. And the other leg is kind of just pushing off and it's using it as like, um, like basically like a tree trunk. It's just sitting there and it's along for the ride and it's kind of giving you like a little bit of push off on the back end. But that other leg is reaching out and coming, reaching out and coming back. And you're literally limp running and you don't even realize it. But now you're doing this for three, four, five, six hours. And you don't think that's going to be a problem eventually? Newsflash, that's a problem. (laughs) You're building muscle every single step you take. And what you're doing is, is you're making the leg that's moving a lot You're just promoting more movement and the leg that's not moving, you're promoting it to not move. So that leg becomes quote more stable and the other leg is more mobile. So when you have a more stable side to a more mobile side, that is an imbalance. It's an imbalance joint wise in functionality and it's now an imbalance with muscle. When we start adding a muscular imbalance to these types of things, we really create serious joint issues because when you have weight, that is pulling on the leg, your quad muscles are the largest muscle group in the entire body, which means they are taking the most blood flow and the most pump, which is why when you guys run on your toes, you tank out at mile 10 to 13 because your quads are overcooked. All the muscle pump that you need went to your quads and everything else doesn't get any blood flow, any pump, because the quads just sucked it all out of it. And so you literally tank and crash and your legs are like lead, heavy, can't move. That's because you're quad dominant. And then you're cramping because you're quad dominant. You're not using anything else. When you're using your proper biomechanics, which is your glutes to run, and then elongating your hamstrings and using your feet and your torque twisting right to left and using your arms and all systems are on, then you can go well beyond mile 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And at mile 18, 19, your quads come into play as reserves. That's when they should come in. But for the most part, most of you are in dysfunction. And when you're in dysfunction, you're actually creating muscular dysfunction because anything you do over a long period of time is conditioned. Repetition is conditioned. And you're conditioning muscle to do that. So now you have this largest muscle group building in one part of your body and over time it starts to weight down on your hip flexor on your hip joint and now your sacrum 
SI joint dysfunction. Again, yours truly had that. That was the, one of the first things the doctors wrote on my image results. Um, and I found it very, I found it, I found it, it was nice at first because it was really something you don't normally see in a doctor's writing is the word dysfunction. So to see I had SI joint dysfunction off the cuff, it was kind of, I was already, th- I was already a movement expert when I got hit. So it was almost comforting not for nothing to actually see someone wrote that. When I see somebody write something that I know is mobility and movement based, it kind of eases me a little bit more. And it's really not common. I I really, I've never seen it on another image, MRI, uh, x-ray report ever since then, to be honest with you, I've not seen the word dysfunction. So, but it was immediately off the cuff. It was set because I broke my hip and my leg. So I, immediately I was set up for sciatic problems off the cuff, but I had so many other injuries that were so much more painful. I didn't feel that for a while. It took a minute for that to set in. So when now we have all this meat basically hanging on those bones, it shifts everything. And now you have hip pain that you totally bypass. But at the same time, you're bypassing the hip pain because your piriformis is squishing, is squishing the hell out of your sciatic nerve. And that pain is overruling and overriding, if you will, any other pain you're feeling because it's so excruciating. And then it goes down the whole leg and it's burning and it's tingling and it feels like your leg is on fire at times. That happens often. That's how you get sciatica. It's worse when you add the muscular dysfunction to it because now we have a weighted issue. We have to get that weight off of that leg and onto the other leg that's hypermobile and create a level of balance between them both being mobile and stable, okay? So I wanna get, that's literally the, that's why sciatica keeps reoccurring is because that alone, what I just said, none of you really know that. And you just think it's something that you can ball and it should go away. You can sit on a ball and roll your butt and it's just going to go away. That's not going to happen. There's a plethora of things that need to happen so you can retrain all of those muscles to sit properly so your joints can actually sit in alignment and then there's no added weight to that muscle in front. So there's levels of this. You can just have SI joint dysfunction with no extra muscle and that's going to be easier to fix than the next level up, which would be someone with an SI joint dysfunction with a muscular development, with overdeveloped quads, but overdeveloped one quad. So there's levels of this, guys. So I don't want you ripping out um, tape measures and going and starting taking measurements. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm giving you generalized information to give you you know, an idea. But again, this is generalized. So if you, I want, I don't want you to like start making things up in your head about what you have and all that stuff. But there's a difference in your legs, a difference in your arms, that's normal. There's always gonna be a level of difference in circumference of body mass, that's normal. This is exceptional. So when it's visible, when you look in the mirror and you see one leg is visibly larger than the other, you don't need a tape measure, you can see that, okay? So don't get so crazy and meticulous. I just wanted to put that in there because I know how you guys are. (laughs) So I wanna make sure that's understood. So how do we get hip dysfunction? Well, you're in hip dysfunction because your glutes are not firing. And when your glutes don't fire, your hip joint can't function. And your hip joint's functionality depends on the support of the muscle of the glute, but the hip joint sends 
signal to the glute to fire all at the same time. So they both are very involved with each other's activity simultaneously. Not the case for most other joints. Most other joints and muscles, it's the joint sends a signal to the muscle and the muscle fires to support the joint activity. But up top at the hip and the glute level, like that's all kind of happening at the same time and they both need each other to work equally. So when the glute is lazy and not doing anything, the hip is like, well, I have to move because I have no choice. Like I have to, I'm a human being, I have to move. So I'm gonna move as much as I can, but it's not gonna be optimal and it's definitely not gonna be functional because I don't have the support to do so. So that over time creates a hip dysfunction. You don't ever feel it there. This shows up in your shin splints, Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, calf strain, calf pain, hamstring strain. That's all hip dysfunction, but you're not realizing it because you're bypassing all those things, putting on crap like KT tape and stability sneakers and, um, and getting shots and stuff. And all that does is make you 10 times worse and create actual more injuries. So when you're locking up anything in your lower leg, lower leg is the knee down. If you're locking anything up down there, mobility-wise, which is what tape, stability sneakers, compression sleeves, um, and shots do, you're literally disallowing the hip to ever fix itself. That's never gonna happen. You're actually locking the hip up and you're solidifying the hip dysfunction that's already there to begin with, expressing itself through pain in your lower leg that you're covering up. So by the time you get sciatica, you've already had a whole bunch of stuff that you've totally ignored. and and probably even had tingling in your toes but didn't feel it down your leg and didn't know it was sciatica also. You probably had like a little disconnection in your ankle. And again, there's other nerves that do get involved with this that could be something else but you think it's sciatica. So now there's, there's other things that could happen like there's a peroneal tendon and that has a lot to do with your inner calf and push off mechanically at your ankle on the inside and that wraps around your hamstring. That can be misleading as a sciatic feeling, a sciatic nerve feeling, but when you follow it properly, you will see that it's not that. So if you have pain on the inside of your leg and in your hamstring specifically, like more on the inner thigh, like the inner part of your knee in the back of your in the back of your thigh in your hamstring area that's peroneal tendon that's not that's a hamstring problem that's not that's not a sciatic nerve issue all from the SI joint that's a hamstring problem from hip dysfunction different very different it's not it's not squishing the piriformis it's not squishing that it's just the hip is in dysfunction because the glute isn't actually firing and when the glute doesn't fire what does the hamstring do the hamstring does the job of the glute so if the hamstring does the job of the glute guess what the hamstring can't do its job so now you're jacking up your hamstring disallowing the extension full extension of the hamstring behind the knee and then you run on your toes you do speed work you run in stability shoes or you run in toe shoes that actually tilt you forward and make you and promote you going into your toes and you jack up your your arch you jack up your achilles tendon which is your hamstring and your hamstring is already operating in dysfunction and that creates a lot of stress on the inner part of your hamstring that goes back into your calf and down on the inside of your on the inside of your shin and that's posterior shin splints which can lead to other things so but a lot of these things are really overlooked and if you're not consistent with getting out of the stability shoes stopping speed work rolling your hamstring sticking your calf and using your feet properly 
then you're gonna get more and more injuries. But there, if you pull back from all of these things, guys, all of these things that are actually promoting you to use your body dysfunctionally, then you're able to actually address the dysfunction. So you wanna free your body up from anything down below. So if you're using any of those things that I've mentioned and you have sciatic pain, stop using all of them right this second because that's what's making it a problem. You need to free up your hip and you free up your hip by freeing up your feet, okay? That's how it'll stop reoccurring, by letting your feet express themselves, letting your body open up, letting it show you what it can do without any restriction and any external apparatus on your body. Let your body show you what it can do, and then you'll be able to root it back up and see what's going on. Now, um, that's why it keeps happening. So what you wanna do is you wanna get a golf ball, your your friends in your friends in terms of apparatuses should be the black hard solid foam roller not a hollow one the black hard solid foam roller you should have a stick that is i like the stick.com the beads and um a golf ball and a lacrosse ball that's it and the run pain free academy runpainfreeacademy.com Go on over there and get your starter kit to get foam rolling and learning how to do stuff properly so you can start running in better shape and form immediately. That's all you need to actually run pain-free are those things. Foam roller, stick, golf ball, lacrosse ball, runpainfreeacademy.com. Literally, period. That's what you need. So you want a golf ball, the piriformis, but you people, again, remember, it's a long muscle. So you want to actually go out from the, from the center of your butt outward to your hip. You wanna do it, basically you're drawing a line. A lot of the times you guys just sit on the center of your piriformis and are like, that's it. And this is why the PT that I worked for didn't know where my pain was coming from because my pain came from the center of my butt and wrapped around the back side, around the outside of my hip, into the front of my hip, into my hip flexor and down the front of my leg. Well, if the, if the damn muscle is long, all it did was follow along the muscle. That's all it did. And she couldn't figure that out. So that's a problem in and of itself. But luckily I did and we were good to go. So this is why you have to roll in a line. And then you wanna follow everything you ball with a foam roller. Balling and foam rolling and sticking are not the same thing. Otherwise you wouldn't need all of them, okay? So you need to ball and then foam roll right after. And then when you do that, You'll feel heat down your leg. You'll feel tingling down your leg. That's all blood flow, guys. That's blood flow that has been compressed because there's a lack of it with the pressing of your piriformis and like a lack of circulation in that area. So you're getting that blood flow. It should gush down your leg. Is it going to hurt? Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's something is wrong. Like shit's going to hurt. So like it's only going to hurt until you get off of it. So you want to roll around on it and then foam roll right after it. Make sure you're foam rolling your IT band. If you don't know how to foam roll, runpainfreeacademy.com. We'll get your starter kit. There is an entire head to toe basic how to foam roll video in that thing. Go on over there. So there's a lot to be said about just getting on the floor and like releasing your body first and foremost and make it make it a set thing every day, especially if you have a reoccurring issue. Your SI joint is in dysfunction and that means that the SI joint is tilted a little bit. It could be a centimeter and that's and when you're talking with the body, like a centimeter is a lot. It's a big deal. So like you really need to 
just be more respectful of that and guide it more. And the more you're releasing with foam rolling and balling, you're really just getting blood flow to these areas that are going to allow for movement to take place. They're going to allow for, um, they're going to allow for all the strain to go away and, and make you feel like you can trust your body to move and your body can trust you that you're going to do the right thing to help it move. And then that starts to change how things start to come out. Once you do that, you really got to get your glutes firing because again, the whole root of this is your glutes are not firing to support your hip joint. And so when that happens, your hips are not going to function properly. So we really want to make sure that the glutes are firing so that you can actually make sure that the hips are stable and therefore the sacrum joint will be stable. And that's how you stop it from reoccurring. Now, are there people who have sciatica um, and do all this and it goes and it, it, st it still comes back every now and then? I'm going to say that the answer to that is yes. And I'm going to tell you why. It's got nothing to do with running. It's got nothing to do with uh, their glutes or functionality. The only people I've ever known to have that happen to are people who have had stuff done to their butt. So... Um, <laughs> uh, that's it. Literally, this is something that can go away. Uh, sciatica is something that can actually go away. Um, and if it ever comes back, it's just an indicator that you've got to address your body. You're either slacking, you're not foam rolling, you're not doing your work, and yet you're still being active like, like you're not human or something and you don't need to prep your body to do stuff. So, Again, pain is feedback. It's letting you know when you're a slacker. It's letting you know when you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing or that your body doesn't trust you can do. Or your body just says, hey, give me some attention here. Like, I need some attention. I'm doing a lot for you and you're actually doing nothing for me. So we're going to have to do some trade-off here, person. Like, that's what your body is literally saying to you. So just pay attention to it because pain is feedback. Not all pain is bad pain. You have working pain, you have sore pain, you have new muscle pain, you have growth pain, and you have actual pain that's just hurtful pain. It's all different, but it's all feedback. And you have to approach all of them differently. But the only way you're going to ever understand them all differently is by starting to foam roll and getting to learn your body with basics, period. And once you understand that, then it's a whole different, it's a whole different approach you feel your body differently and the freak out mode is the biggest biggest thing here when you swap fear with education it's unstoppable it's just unstoppable because as a human i'm an expert in what i do and i still freak out whenever i feel something on myself for about i don't know 25 seconds because i'm a human being and and then i'm like okay like what is this now let's figure it out and but you are all human. We're going to freak out. But when you have education, you don't freak out ever again like you used to because you trust and understand what your body is saying to you and you trust you're going to be able to understand what your body is saying to you. And that's a whole different world. That's how you take yourself from being an injured runner to an actual athlete. The difference between an injured runner and a person who's in pain all the time and an athlete is how you treat your body, period. That is the only difference. Literally how you treat your body is what differentiates you from being an injured runner, oh woe is me, nothing ever works, to I'm an athlete, I'm gonna bust through my goals, I'm gonna have goals I've never thought I could have before, and I'm gonna run five marathons this year and have not even bad an eye at it. 
That's the difference. It's how you treat your body, understanding your body, and then understanding that when you're an athlete, you're gonna feel your body. You're gonna feel stuff. You're gonna feel tweaks. You're gonna feel twinges because you're athletic, but they should never become anything. Why? Because you're educated on your body, on what your body does, and you're gonna know when your sacrum is kind of off a little bit because your butt has been slacking and you're not doing things that you should be doing because you've been feeling so great that you kind of slacked on your foam rolling and your body was like, yeah, 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 no. We're not doing that. If you actually want me to keep going, you best be getting down and foam rolling. Like that's what your body is saying to you. So you need to say, thank you body for keeping me in check. I appreciate you body for doing what I want to do. And I'm going to thank you by giving you the love that I need to give you, which is some good foam rolling, correction work, activation, and proper muscle building. So I can be the athletic conditioning athlete that I want to be. That's how you get rid of sciatica. That's how you become an athletically conditioned athlete. That's how you become somebody who doesn't freak out about pain going down their leg. Nothing irks me more than when I hear, when I get a consult and I hear the stuff that they're told by their doctors. And again, doctors are amazing. They do amazing things. I I watch surgeries for fun. I, I just like it. And I think it's amazing what they do, but it's not mobility. They just don't do mobility. It's just about knowing your limits. We all have limits. And when a doctor refuses to say, I don't know anything past this point, so I'm gonna refer you out. But instead they'd rather say, you have this, I think it's this, I'm just gonna give you surgery for that. And then they go in and give you surgery for what they told you they were going in for. And then after the surgery, they're like, you know what? We didn't even do what we were going in there to do. We did this instead. That's a problem for me. And it happens all the time. I just had a consult recently about, literally was for piriformis, literally had sciatica and got sold on surgery for back surgery. And all they did was um, push the bone a little bit. Like there wasn't even anything there that um, for them to, there was no disc change out, there was no fusion. And there's so many people, I have another person who had um, his his actual lumbar, Fusion, so two vertebrae were fused together. They take the entire disc out and fuse the vertebrae together. So now you have no movement <laughs> in the lumbar. Why? I, every ball, every disc on my back and my lumbar spine, which is from the mid part of my spine where my bra strap is, all the way down to the curve of my back, every single one of those discs are hugely bulging right now and I have no pain. That's not because I just don't have pain and I'm lucky. That's because I corrected myself 11 years ago and that's why I don't have any pain. Because there's no one who's gonna have bulging discs, that many of them, all five of them, and do what I do every day and not have pain. That wouldn't happen. Can you have bulging discs without pain? Absolutely, absolutely. But you ain't doing nothing. You're barely sitting down all day long, let alone Um, doing what I do all day long. And if you've seen any videos of me or you've been with me or you've seen me or you've been to events, I'm extremely active. I use my entire body on every session and I see 15, 20 people a day, minimum. And I don't stop in between. So there's no way I could do my job if um, I didn't correct myself. If I didn't, if, if I had any if I had any dysfunction in my back muscles that are supporting my spine that are now corrected to do so to keep my SI joint where it's supposed to be, keep my hips where they're supposed to be and support my spine so it can move the way it's supposed to. There's no way I could do my job. There's no way. I would be in pain, 110%. I was in pain. (laughs) That's why I did it. So 
There's a lot of this misunderstanding. And also guys, 90% of all back pain is referred hip pain. Half of it's not even your back, it's your hip. So when they try to sell you on sciatica being a back problem, it's not. Sciatica is a hip problem. So don't get that twisted either. Either at no point in this entire podcast that I even mentioned your back until right now. I did nothing but talk about hip dysfunction, sciatic joint dysfunction, which is underneath your hip and pushing down. I didn't talk about anything to do with your back, lumbar, none of that. I just explained the, the structure. This is all hip related. Sciatic pain, sciatica is all hip related because the sciatic nerves comes out of your back. That's how it can be misconstrued, but it's being squished by your hip joint tilting and your, and then your sacrum joint shifts because the, the hip joint is tilting. That's why it's called result of something I say on these podcasts in my events, in my sessions, on my rants, on my live streams often. Everything is result of. And if you consistently sit there and try to Google your symptoms, you will be consistently in a black hole, lost and confused and in pain. Stop it. Runpainfreeacademy.com is where all of this is explained and broken down so you can actually figure out how to fix yourself if you can't get to me in New York City, period. But you really need to understand that sciatica is not forever. So if you've been told that, that's hogwash. It is totally fixable. It is totally correctable, but you have to retrain that area of your body to do so. And is it a process? Yes, but would it not be worth it to actually not have this pain consistently every day, reoccurring, going down your leg, giving you fire shooting pain and tingles down into your foot? Would it not be worth it to actually go through a couple of months of process to actually correct this and have it never come back again? sure is to me for sure I know that pain and I don't want it and this my sciatic pain used to wake me up out of the middle of the night used to wake me up out of the middle of the night and I would literally sit on a golf ball in the middle of the night until I had tears in my eyes to just get it unlodged so the the blood flow would go down my leg and that's when I would get relief and then in that moment I would immediately work right then that's the moment you want to work that's the moment you want to correct it right when you release it not release and go sit down the hell is that doing are you serious? I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that means. If you want, you when you fix something, you fix it to do that sport. You can't fix something and sit down. You got to fix something and go do your sport that your sport is. If your sport is running, you need to go do that. If your sport is football, basketball, whatever that is, whatever you're injured in, you want to fix it and do it right away so your body gets trained immediately. This is what we're going to do, body. You got to be released so we can do this action. That's how you retrain, retrain. So sciatica is a thing that can go away. It's your hip joints that are off because you have muscles that are dysfunctional. Your prob- the longer you wait on this, the more you're gonna be developing dysfunctional built muscle, which is gonna add more weight to your, to your hip joint, which is gonna shift your hip joint even more and make it progressive and make the pain more aggressive and you don't want that. So get on top of it, ball, foam roll, get those glutes firing and get your butt out there running immediately. And you can actually retrain this to go away. I hope that that makes sense. I hope that I broke it down as easily as possible. I, if I, if you need, if you have any questions, just please reach out and message us at on, underneath this, uh, comment on the post. Cause I post this on Instagram. I post it in Facebook, comment on any of those posts. If you have any questions, I encourage you to do that because if you have a question, somebody else does too. 
and you're helping somebody by asking a question. Thank you so much for listening and sciatica be gone. Deuces to sciatica. It's a real thing, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Run Pain-Free Podcast brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. 